The blast from our past network. Codrite! Codrite! Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! No good for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are two super fans giving you every single episode of Seinfeld back to back to back to back to back because we love doing it and we hope you love listening. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And in today's episode, we have season three, episode four, The Dog. Go dogs, baby. Uh, That's just because I went to the University of Georgia and we were the Bulldogs and we say go dogs. But anyway, the name of this episode is The Dog and it aired on October 9th, 1991. Corey, my man, please let us know the synopsis of this episode. You know, I also would have uh, been okay with who let the dogs out. Oh, God. An acceptable answer as well. You, you know, I actually went to school at the time that that song was still popular, and it was so awful. Like, we're going to University of Georgia when Who Let the Dogs Out was a thing is the worst in history. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> yeah. All right. Jerry gets stuck looking after an uncooperative dog for a week. Elaine and George try to see a movie without Jerry and realize they have nothing in common but Jerry. Jerry and Elaine are not fans of Kramer's new girlfriend. Okay. I mean, that's basically, that's that's it. I don't even need to do my breakdown. That actually <laughs> yeah, that's it. We're, kind of we're went through all of it. Home. This is the shortest episode ever. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I guess we can pick it apart little by little. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so and per- <laughs> like always, it starts with a stand-up. <laughs> all right. So this one is about airplanes and nothing makes sense. But here we go. So Jerry's on a plane. He says it's running late. So the pilot says, you know, they'll make up for the time in the air. And then, you know, Jerry makes a little quip. That's why you got to reset your watch when you land. He says, obviously, they make up the time by going faster, right? That's obviously how they do it. So then if you can go faster, why don't you just go faster all the time? He's like, come on, there's no cops up here. Uh, Give it some gas. We're flying here and doing the the arm motion and everything. And I'm like, okay, that's I guess that's funny. But they they don't because it just burns more gas. Like, that's just the answer, you know, burns more fuel. (laughs) And that costs more money. And that's... The the yeah, joke. they're not being logical. <laughs> yeah. It's comedy. Uh, yeah, it's it's yeah. I I was like, okay. I I at one point dated a young lady whose dad was a Southwest uh, mechanic for for the Southwest airplanes. So I was like, okay. I, I think I was just seeing too much uh, inside baseball on that one. I was like, it's just because they burn more fuel. That's the answer. Sorry, Jerry. Yeah. I mean, you're right. It was not really all that funny of a stand-up bit. Yeah, I didn't but, love it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you might love that when we get on the plane, Jerry is sitting next to this very drunk British dude and he's talking all about his dog and shit like that. Um, And this, you know, this dumbass drunk guy. um, I can't remember. Did you look up who the actor was? Ah, shit. I didn't. Uh, I know I I wanted to because I've seen I've seen him before. Yeah, I feel like I have. But, you know, I forgot to actually check. Uh, Looks like all the prep I did for this podcast (laughs) is just (laughs) thrown away. I'm checking now, so hold on one second. Joseph Maher, and we Mm -hmm. know him from Sister Act, maybe? I think Sister Act, Mars Attacks. He's just a... uh, uh, He's been in The Out-of-Towners with Steve Martin. Um, I think he just plays side characters. Chicago Hope. 
Okay. So yeah, he's been in, he's been in stuff. So you probably seen him around. But jo- um, Joseph Maynard. Yeah. Okay. Joseph Maynard. Okay. Uh, so this dumbass drunk Joseph Maynard guy uh, is sick on the plane, and they have to make like an emergency stop in Chicago uh, to take him off the plane because he drank himself silly, basically, uh, and. The flight attendant's like, you know, he's like, what am I going to do about my dog? And uh, she's like, well, you can give it to someone you know. We see from a little bit earlier, Jerry's the only person that he's talked to, and he knows him, quote unquote, just from this flight. And so he kind of I get, gets Jerry to watch his dog for him. And Jerry's like, he's so like aloof. Like, he's just trying not to pay attention to the guy at first. And, and he's like drinking his cup. He's like, well, you OK? What's what's going on down there? Yeah. <laughs> I, I love yeah, trying. Jerry. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, does not work. So we cut to Jerry's apartment, and this annoying ass dog uh, is barking in his bedroom. Um, you know, Jerry's obviously upset with it. Uh, it's just causing havoc, basically. Elaine is there, and you know, she asks about you know them. They're just kind of talking about you know when it's going to get picked up or all that kind of stuff. That's what they're talking about. My question, actually, the thing that I was really in my head. <laughs> this is a little thing, and I don't know why it's me. like Elaine is making some drink. I could not figure out what the hell she was trying to make. Did you figure it out? Uh, no, but uh, my note is, what is Elaine making to drink? Yeah! <laughs> because <laughs> it's got seltzer water, right? I guess like club soda. It looked like it's it. carbonated yeah. or something. Um, but but I, there was some I, kind of syrup Yeah, I or think something? I think it's chocolate, and I think it's uh, milk. So I think it's milk chocolate, but with like fizzy seltzer water, I think. Was it, was it, was it Bosco? Chocolate? It looked more syrupy. Isn't Bosco like a powder, like Ovaltine, or is Bosco like syrupy? Because it was Bo- syrupy. Bosco, Bosco is what that lady yeah. spilled on George's yeah, so it's syrupy. Uh, it's, thing. Yeah, so it was it's probably syrupy. Bosco. Yeah, it was probably. It was I mean, probably, it could have been. It could have been. Yeah, it was probably some <laughs> kind of Bosco drink that uh, Jerry loved growing up. But I, I'm with you, buddy. That would have been awesome if it was like if she was just randomly pouring Bosco in there. And then, yeah, this would have been a nice little throwback. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but uh, I don't know. And to, to what you were saying earlier, uh, what they were actually talking about was if Jerry picked up the poop. And because the only reason I, I yeah, took oh, this yeah. was because Elaine gave him such shit about picking up shit. And, and of course, this comes into a, a stand-up later, so we should address it. Um, yeah. But I'm like – and I'm looking around. I'm like, it's 2019. Everyone picks up their dog poop now yeah. as, a, as a matter of fact. So my question was, like, when I was watching this, is this one of those things like, like jogging? You know how jogging, like, didn't sort of happen until, like, the late 70s, early 80s? <laughs> like, no one did it, yet you and I – grew up in a world where jogging was just something that people did i think Mm -hmm. up until like the late 80s early 90s people just didn't pick up their dog shit i think it was just everywhere and it was just piling up and then as a society we made a pivot to pick up our dog shit and 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 it didn't take it first because people start mocking people like jerry but like maybe yeah but i I think i think elaine just likes the idea of Mocking Jerry and Jerry looking like an idiot picking. Up. No one looks good picking up dog poop. I mean, this is a that could be that could be a, a Jerry Seinfeld, you know, stand up all its own. Nobody looks good. I mean, it actually did. So you did. We see it later. Um, but like you know, it's it's awkward. It's it's warm and it smells. And, and, ugh, he's, I hate and it. he's such a, a germaphobe. So yeah, you know, like that's. I think that's where the joke comes. And Elaine obviously knows how much yes. of a germaphobe he is. So picking up dog yes. shit is, is is huge for him. But I did find it weird because she's like an environmentalist and she wants like things like nice and clean and whatnot and whatnot. And like picking up and leaving dog shit around the city is not good. And so I find it, I do find it strange that she scoffs at picking up dog shit, but then she loves 
Jerry, the idea of Jerry doing it. But maybe that's because she just hates men and she hates, you know, she loves to see Jerry do that. <laughs> I think she just likes to see Jerry squirm a little bit. Yeah, definitely. So, <laughs> Or hyped up on caffeine, which we'll find out later. Yes, which we'll find out later. Uh, so Kramer comes over and he's apparently going to dump his girlfriend named Ellen. Um, I guess he's done with Elaine's roommate because that definitely wasn't her. The last we saw about him, they I think they, they broke a glass... Uh, coffee table together. Uh, so I guess I guess that relationship is done. Yeah, for all we know. Yeah, I guess that one's over with. Unless which they... is which is strange because I feel like it was over multiple episodes that we got him and her as a thing, uh, or at least we kind of like heard about them before just that other episode. I thought, and then now they're just, they're just done with it and they just moved on from it. I don't know. If, I feel, I find that strange. Yeah, especially since it is Elaine's roommate. There's, yeah. there's there's a connection there. Yeah, I want some kind of closure, but whatever. Yeah. Um, so they don't like this girl anyway, so they kind of like make some mean jokes about her and that's that. Um, uh, but because Kramer wants to go dump his girlfriend, it means he can't watch the dog. Uh, and so now... Jerry can't go see the movie Prognosis Negative with George and Elaine. And I love George calls the buzzer. I, I love the way he he calls the bugger, buzzer and goes, Prognosis Negative. Just, you know, <laughs> he's excited about this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I was a little surprised. I was like, oh, crap. This is Prognosis Negative so early in the series. In my head, I always thought it was something that was maybe more like season four or season five or something. It's like, oh, man, early on in even season three, we're getting Prognosis Negative. Yeah, which for, I mean, I mean, I was going to say for the people who don't know what it is, but granted, if you're listening to this podcast, you very likely watch Seinfeld. <laughs> you probably aren't listening to us if you're not a Seinfeld fan. <laughs> <No. laughs> um, but there, there are some famous, like movies that this show uh, talks about. They're not famous movies. They're famous fake movies uh, that this show kind of talks about. Prognosis Negative is one of them. Rochelle Rochelle is one that comes <laughs> up multiple times throughout the the, uh, the show. My personal favorite is Chunnel. Chunnel? Oh, yeah. I remember that one. <laughs> and there's a couple other ones I just can't remember off the top of my head. But, like, they just there's a whole bunch of them, and it's just kind of It's kind of like Bob Sacamano. It's it's like these char- yeah. uh, Je- uh, cousin Jeffrey. It's these characters, these side characters you don't see. It's these movies you don't see that become actual characters unto themselves to the point where I've seen people like do like mock posters of like Rochelle Rochelle, even though that one sort of yes. had one in the movie. People kind of make better ones, and then people do ones for like prognosis negative and stuff. It, these I love these. We we all love these. This is what we love about Seinfeld. I was just surprised that we got prognosis prognosis negative so early. Yeah, agreed. Um, But so now Jerry has to watch the dog. And so George and Elaine have to go together. And so like they're like, well, it's kind of all awkward about that. Elaine is like, you know, she doesn't hang out with George, you know, outside of Jerry. He is the he's the bonding friend of that friend. He, you know, none of these people would hang out without him, apparently. Right. And going back to our revenge episode, um, mm-hmm. that you know, this will obviously. I knew you were going to track this. I knew this is going to be something we were going to talk about. Uh, that was exactly my next note that yep. I have. I said bullshit in big letters. <laughs> yep. So 
so, you know, just so you guys know, if you're listening to this out of order, in the Revenge episode, you know, um, uh, George and Elaine go do their thing at the bar to George's uh, boss, ex-boss, and uh, they drug him. And they obviously are there by themselves without Jerry together. They're there together mm-hmm. without Jerry. And even on that episode, you and I noted later on in the series there was going to yeah. be this issue. I don't think either of us knew which episode it was. But I didn't it was, realize it was going to come this quickly. It, exactly. This is another one, just like Prognosis Negative, I was a little surprised that this storyline came up as quick as it did in the series as well um, because it's so close to season two of them doing the revenge, you know? Like yeah. it's 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 weird because it's still in our, our fresh in our memory now. My only takeaway, the only thing I could even think of, other mm-hmm. than just you know a, a, a TV thing. This is just a TV thing. But one thing I can think of is they were on a mission when they went to the bar. Like that was a mission that they were both doing together. So like it gave them something to ga- galvanize them. This it's like we're just gonna go hang out. We don't know how to just hang out together. True. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. Um. That's the only thing I could yeah. think of. Yeah, but like, I, be, I don't know. They were talking very easily, yeah. you know, while they were at the bar. Um, you know, I mean, yes, it was surrounded around the idea of slipping this guy a Mickey and shit like that. But still, like, they just, they seemed very, very comfortable with each other. And I, so I that, yeah. that's definitely like a chink in that in that theory. Um, especially since, I gotta say, uh, uh, both uh, George and Elaine, uh, you know, uh, Jason Alexander and Julie Louis Dreyfus, they have good chemistry together. So, like, Agreed. I never get the sense that th- th- those characters wouldn't let, you know, hang out together. Because in The Revenge, they actually, I thought, interacted in, in that whole scene with them together was very well played out without Jerry there. So it's it's yeah. just it's just kind of like a weird conceit that we all have to just sort of agree on in the Seinfeld universe that Jer- George and Elaine don't like to hang out without Jerry. And, I mean— I get what they're saying because we all have those friendships, you know, and at yes. one point, at one point, Jeff was our Jerry to you and me, oh, you know, yeah. but then yeah. we forged our own friendship moving forward. We said, fuck you, Jeff. We don't <laughs> need you, Jeff. Corey's cool enough to hang out with on his own. That's right. That's right. And then I became your Kramer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You pretty much are. I'm oh. I'm probably, you know, I, I feel like I'm the, I'm not the George, dear God. No. Fuck, I hope I'm not the George. <laughs> no, none of us are the George, dude. None of us. Yeah. We all have shades of different characters in us, but I don't think yeah. any of us have shades of George in us. True. All right. Uh, so... After all that's said and done, we now get a stand-up about dog poo. <laughs> this stand-up was good. I like this one because mm-hmm. it's still applicable to today. So um, I'd say this is probably one of his more famous kind of monolog ones. Yes. Um, yes. Is this a, is it, yeah. Yeah, the alien one. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, exactly. He, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Picking up dog poop is the lowest function of, uh, of human life. Uh, if aliens are watching, uh, like, so basically it's like if aliens are watching us through their uh, telescopes, they're going to they're gonna think the dogs are the leaders. If you see two life forms walking around and one's picking up, one's making poop, <clears throat> I thought it was funny that he said making poop, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he said, but uh, one of them is making poop uh, and the other one is, is picking it up and carrying it around for them. Which one would you think's in charge? And I was like, yeah, it's good. Yeah. That still holds up to today. And it's absolutely something I think of every time I pick up dog poop. I'm like, if aliens are oh, watching, yeah. they... <laughs> I'm not in charge here, guys. Fantastic Seinfeld observational humor right there. Yeah. I think it is, it's it's gold, Corey. Yes. That, that <laughs> yes. is gold. Yes. yes. <laughs> All right. So at Monk's, George and Elaine are they're very awkwardly trying to kind of, like, quote, unquote, get to know each other. Like, even at this point, like, I've seen them for, you know, two seasons, really, you know, a season and like a quarter. Um, but 
I feel like, you know, these people, even like when they're hanging out at Monks, they should have known this stuff already. But I guess granted, you know, when, I, when we're hanging out in like a, a threesome or something, you know, we're not talking about those get to know you moments. So it's like you're talking about other shit or whatnot. So, all right, I, I guess I give, I'll give that a little bit of validity. Um, but And we also did get to learn uh, as an audience, we learned that Elaine at that point had only been in New York for six years. Which yeah, is true. Sure. I was like, that's literally the only note I took. I was like, oh, Lane's been in New York for six years. Oh, cool. Neat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Add exactly. it to the pile of factoids that I know about Seinfeld. 86, 87, <laughs> yeah. 88. Yeah, that's right. Six years. <laughs> Sorry. That was my George impression. All right. Yeah. Um, well, I do like, we kind of get a little bit of stuff intercut here um, between their awkward conversation. We also see Jerry kind of just fighting with the dog and just, you know, him dealing with that uh, and then also we intercut Kramer kind of we get a p- point of view shot from his I guess from his girlfriend kind of looking at him because he's looking straight into the camera um, and he's just ripping into her right now it's it's his performance and his monologue is top-notch yeah. I mean this isn't like this isn't top tier Kramer but this is a moment I love in this episode just you know him go flailing just go nuts. This may not be top tier Kramer, but it's top tier mm-hmm. Michael Richards. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, and uh, and same thing here, dude. This for some reason this scene is also another one that like kind of comes back pretty frequently in you know in in clip form form. Um, just because I mean I've seen it so many times, I, I love it, especially when you you know the tables turn in the next intercut. Yes. You know, <laughs> absolutely. And that's what makes it so good because he's he's pushing so angrily right now he i mean he's ripping into her and that's what works well with this intercut side because when you go back to george and elaine and they're kind of right now they're kind of it was as awkward as it was before they start bonding in this one because they're making fun of jerry and that totally makes sense that is an easy thing for people to bond over they they mean they bond through jerry so they'll bond about making fun of jerry yeah and then as as you put it uh you cut back to the juxtaposition of Kramer from his first time we saw him just a couple, you know, seconds ago or whatever. Now we cut back to him and he's begging her and he's like, take me back. I'm so sorry. And it is hilarious. <laughs> I mean, he's like wailing and, and it's, it works because you never see what happens in the middle. You never see what mm-hmm. she says to kind of change his mind. And that's what, what makes it work so perfectly because you can just insert anything into there. Um, honestly, I like to insert silence like she's just sitting there like like nothing happens and then he just kind of comes to the conclusion that fuck no i'm so sorry i made it like like he's doing this on his own because that's kind of like what we saw because we see we don't see anything from her and so i kind of like to imagine there was nothing and then he's just flip-flopping because he's kramer i i like yours better so i'm gonna now co-op your imagination (laughs) and i'm gonna take it and put it into my own brain but no you're right her just saying nothing and having him talk himself back into that is infinitely more funny (laughs) yeah it's very kramer yes it's very kramer and the funny thing is too uh in the, the previous cut um when he was yelling at her he was mad at her for stuff that's his characteristics did you notice that right where he's like mad at her for she does nothing all day you know this and that oh, I, I, I didn't know yeah that. I, I even when i was younger uh, i picked up on that i was like he's basically just mad at her for being a female version of him oh that's awesome i like that a lot <laughs> <laughs> so uh so jerry calls the hospital that apparently this you know drunk british guy was at and apparently he was released like 
a week ago and he Jerry thinks he's ditched the dog and so Jerry's just like he's fucking done with it you know he's all right he's ready to uh take this thing to the pound um Elaine's there the next day and he's talking about you know the whole thing um you know he wants to take the thing to the pound and she's helping kind of clean at this moment or whatever um not really a good note right there but well, um, well actually I I took a note there I was like damn Elaine's like on her hands and knees scrubbing Jerry's floor while he's just moving like chairs I was like I said my note is Elaine's a damn good friend she is uh, she did mention and I think it ties to a little bit earlier on the spot where she mentioned um that if the dog did anything in the apartment while they went to the movies she would help clean it up oh and okay. so I think I think that's where this is coming from i just maybe, man maybe there was an edited scene or a cut scene or something i don't n- know never in my life would i ever expect to see one of my <laughs> friends on their hands yeah. and knees like cleaning the ground unless like it's a dire circumstance like we're moving you know what i mean like we're moving please help us move help us clean yada yada but on a normal day to have my friend on the ground cleaning i would never even allow that i'd be like no i'll clean that up yeah yeah i agree uh so yeah she's you know she's talking to Jerry about wanting to go to see prognosis negative. She's also upset about taking the dog to the pound. You know, she's, uh, you know, she is an environmentalist. She cares about animals. Funny because, well, a scene that we'll get later in this episode, but also a scene we get later in the show, how much she hates this other dog way later. Um, (laughs) Just kind of funny, which, you know, Elaine is, I think, very interesting because you get these very feminist and, um, social justice warrior kind of things about her. And then at the other side, when she goes against that, it's just very funny. Yes. Um, yeah. I love Elaine's rage. It, it, it amuses me and it also terrifies me a little bit. I would be afraid of Elaine. And well, all, everybody else, I mean, George, Jerry and Kramer are all strictly afraid of her. And I think for good reason, because when she shows her rage, she turns it on hard. Well, when she shows her rage, she stabs people in the forehead with a fork. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I love that episode, by the way. I can't wait to get to that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Kramer comes back. He's apparently, you know, back with his girlfriend, and he's upset that they had said some, you know, shit about her <laughs> they previously. They said pretty horrible stuff about they, her. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, Jerry says, why isn't she someone killer by now? Something like that. <laughs> that's. I mean, that's right there. That's the worst one. But, yeah, that's, that's hilarious. <laughs> yes, it is funny. So Elaine ends up talking Jerry into one more day with the dog uh, as opposed to going to see prognosis negative again. Uh, and so so she says that she will watch the dog while Jerry and George can go to the movie. Um, we do get a funny thing, you know, while they're in the apartment where Jerry just needs to go to the bathroom and George and Elaine are like, no, 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 don't leave us together because, you know, we're quote unquote that awkward um alone that we're so afraid to to hang out together yeah um, but whatever i liked it when they were like how long are you gonna be and he's like normal human time yeah <laughs> yeah i mean again while he's away they kind of make fun of him uh, and then we kind of get like you know that awkward kind of thing where george brings up oh have you ever seen him vomit like oh we already saw that uh you know it's just like they really have nothing to talk about yeah yeah and but we do find out that uh the caffeine though caffeine gets him gets him going real good yeah he drinks what morning thunder (laughs) yeah morning thunder (laughs) yeah uh so Elaine apparently stays with the dog. George and Jerry are at the theater and they were going to go see something different. 
uh, at first, but now they have to go see Prognosis Negative because the other one's all sold out. We can get intercut with Elaine, who is having trouble with the dog, and now she's yelling at it, uh, and she's very pro-pound, <laughs> which is funny seeing that swap from yeah. her. Uh, similar to how we had the swap from Kramer, we're now seeing a swap from her. And one thing I always liked when George and Jerry are walking up and they get the tickets and they say, you know what? Screw it. Let's just go ahead and get these tickets. It's the only last, it's the last thing we can watch anyway. And so he, they buy the tickets and as they walk in, Jerry says, I'm in big trouble. And George <laughs> is like, totally. Yeah. I mean, they just know again, they're so afraid of Elaine and her rage. Yeah. Oh, oh of course. Of course. But uh, uh, I have so many notes actually on this little scene uh, from the top, the, the guy behind the couple that was behind them. So like there was the couple behind George and Jerry. Mm-hmm. Then there was a gentleman behind that. That was uh, Kramer's. Mm. That's this... Michael Richards stand in. Yes. Yep. Yep. All right. Yep. Yep. Uh, like we're going to get another sighting of the, the stand in. Yep. Um, did you notice the movie posters that were up on the wall outside? Uh, yes, one was called Prancer. Yep, uh, and it had, all real movies, <laughs> all real movies. Yeah. Uh, Prancer. Oh, that's a real movie. Yes, yes, that was. Oh, uh, I thought those those look like they were bad, t- awful fake movies. Oh, oh no, buddy, those were all of them were real. <laughs> so we got uh, the the first Power, which I saw. Uh, there was mm. Eve of Destruction, which I've seen. And uh, Prancer was kind of like it came out when the Santa Claus came out, not the Santa Claus with with what's his name, uh, you know, yeah, but the Tim. Uh, uh, Tim Allen. Yeah, yeah. But the early 90s Santa Claus movie, there was like these two like realistic Santa Claus movies. Like it was the big deal was that they were kind of like realistic. And mm. that was one of them. And finally, my whole <laughs> why is it such a big deal that people need to go see movies with like other people? You know, like oh, yeah. well, you don't talk during the movies anyways. And like I, I never understood it. Now, that being said, <laughs> I am going to get myself in trouble here because I've never told my buddy this and he listens to the podcast. But I've been in this situation, especially when it turns out that prognosis negative was not good. So in Mm. my earlier days when I, you know, did not have the patience that I have now and was a bit of an asshole, I went and saw Jason versus Freddy without my buddy Luke. And then I didn't tell him. (laughs) And then and then I had to then swallow my pride and go see it with him again, even though the movie sucked fucking ass <laughs> i was like and it is it, it was one of those things where and i never told him and luke i'm so sorry i felt terrible about it but i got my comeuppance because i had to watch jason versus freddy fucking twice and that movie fucking sucked so i yep. get what jerry's going through in this situation Val, that's uh you you're a jerk friend <laughs> i am i am i was yeah. i was a jerk friend yeah. i've worked hard in the last few years to to be a better friend good good all right, so we cut to the drunk guy from before, uh, you know, is picking up his dog, and he's lying, you know, through his teeth, you know, giving all these excuses. Obviously, he didn't care about that dog. Honestly, I wouldn't care about that dog either. Uh, it's a, it's an awful mutt. It's actually not, apparently not a mutt. It's more, uh, it's, it's, uh, what, what, what does he say to, to, is it to Kramer? More purebred than you, you are or something? Yeah, <laughs> something like that. It's kind of funny. Um, but... Uh, apparently Kramer is, you know, we see him being back in his bad relationship as well right now. Um, and what I do love is the guy gives this prediction that, oh, I bet you're going to miss seeing this dog, you know, in, in the next day or whatever. And then I love Jerry's retort, uh, which is, you know, I predict that I'll never see him or you for the rest of my life. And, and, <laughs> And he's done with him, uh, which is, you know, yay, that is uh, concluded, which is very helpful. Yeah. 
Um, now Jerry is making excuses to not go see prognosis negative, just as you kind of put it very Freddy versus Jason style, <laughs> uh, with Elaine who wants to go see it still. Cause she didn't see it, but Jerry did. And he knows it's a crap movie. Um, Kramer then kind of comes in. He mentions that he is now broken up, uh, with Ellen again. Um, but uh, George and or Jerry and Elaine, they end up what go? They head in. They head towards the movie or whatever, and uh, we end with a stand-up bit about pets. Yeah, yep. Uh, so apparently, when Jerry was a kid, he had a parakeet. That was the the pet that he liked when he was a kid. And uh, also, apparently, when he was a kid, his mother um, did one of those like full-size mirrors in the living room to kind of give yourself the idea, the illusion that you have a bigger living room than you actually have. Mm-hmm. And so Jerry's bit is about you know who who is that fooling? Like, do you ever just like look in the mirror and be like, oh, there's a whole other room in there, and then uh, <laughs> and there's a guy that looks just like me? Um, I was like, that's funny. But he goes further and he says you know the parakeet you know would fly around it would get fooled by the mirror and then it would go flying right into the mirror and smacking itself basically knocking itself out he's like i get the parakeet right i get why it got fooled by it he's like but then why did it run straight into another parakeet and i was (laughs) like i was like well now it it sort of turned into like sort of a sick like you know animal abuse joke i think he should (laughs) have just cut it when he talked about the guy saying and who's that other guy in there looks just like me that's where i think it should have been cut gotcha yeah Valid. Yeah. So some some decent moments. Yeah. Um yeah. All right, well let's uh let's go into our general, you know, wrap up discussion about the episode. I'll give this one a start. Good. I, wa- I um, wanted you to because I'm I'm eyeballing the time and it's coming in a lot shorter and I'm wondering how I feel about this episode. So I'm curious to see what uh what what you think, buddy. Well, I find this episode to be okay. <laughs> um there are moments I really love and moments I don't love. Um, I love Kramer's monologue, you know, you know, looking into the camera. I love the the way George says prognosis negative. Um, I don't care for the whole George and Elaine thing, as I mentioned, because I find it to be bullshit. Even though I do find it to be a very relatable situation because, you know, there are times you're, you get around people who you're not as close with and it feels awkward, you know, but like at the time, you know, we're all adults now, you know how to make small talk. It's not that big of a deal. People deal with it. Um, but oh, also I hate the the fake dog barking like that thing annoyed the shit out of me. And it, I know it was supposed to annoy the shit out of me. So job well done. Um, whoever, you know, got paid to make that shitty ass dark, the, the dog barking sound. I was going to say um, that was a per, that was a human that was making a dog barking yeah, sound, oh, right? I assumed, easily. I assumed it was Larry David. It was not. I looked it up and his, his name was like Tom Williams or something. Okay. And he's done voice work. That's kind of what he's known for. He mostly, I saw a lot of credits for being voiced for like baby sounds. Oh. So it sounds like, you know. Off-screen dog and baby sounds is what this guy is known for. So, but he's um, no Frank Welker. That's for damn sure. No, 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 no. If you if you listen to the Blast from Our Past <laughs> podcast, you know the massive uh, just love that I have for the man known as Frank Welker, uh, who does amazing animal sounds. Uh, no, this guy who did the dog on this one. It, honestly, I would have appreciated it more if it was Larry David. That would have been actually funny and a, a nice little like 
tie in or add into the episode it being just this random guy who did a shitty dog sound like they could have hired anyone off the street to just make that sound in yeah. my opinion yeah so but that being said i still thought the episode was pretty decent you know i mean it being the prognosis negative side it kramer stuff was great i thought it was decent enough to give it a three out of five farfalls far, far, far <laughs> i can't even can't even fucking say that dog's name <laughs> falafels yeah farfal Falafel. fuck farfal man i hate that dog yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so this is never an episode that sort of comes to mind, even though I remember a lot of little bits and pieces of it, but, mm-hmm. you know, I, I watched it and I was like having a good time juking and jiving with it. It's not perfect. The, the middle, um, or was it the, the first standup wasn't great. Um, but then yeah. there was another one that was, that was actually better. Yeah. Um, Dog poo on a solid. Yeah. And I was like, it's, it, the episode has these like in 22 minutes it has a lot of ups and downs right but as a whole i gotta say i really enjoyed it a lot more than i thought going into it when i was sort of like mental noting what the episode was about i was like oh this wasn't one of the ones i love more but i was like i walked away from being like you know what aside from yes the wonkiness that is george and elaine not being able to hang out you know without jerry besides that little bit of wonkiness and how it contradicts the revenge one season prior uh i i think it's a lot of fun but even even that wonkiness with them that's how it is moving forward though they kind of lean into that joke uh that that is basically their personality moving forward is they need to have uh you know jerry there so this is kind of lays that groundwork for that um but yeah i i give this one you know what a prognosis positive buddy (laughs) wow God, lame. <laughs> I'm trying, but man. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. All right, Corey, where can we find you out on the world of the internet? Yes, sir. You can uh, find me on Instagram. It's where I'm most active at Cordy Nation. And then podcast wise, you can find me and my buddy Zach every other week talking about cult horror movies from the 70s, 80s and early 90s on podcasting after dark. That is a part of the blast from our past network. And that network obviously includes Cartwright. It includes podcast after dark. Like I just mentioned, it includes our buddies Friday five podcast, a fun little retro pop culture podcast podcast and of course our flagship podcast blast from our past podcast with adam and john can you give it gives a little 411 on that one buddy since that's yours yeah that that last one sounds like the worst the absolute most <laughs> pathetic out of all all four of them um but yes i am one of the two hosts of the blast from our past podcast and uh it's all things nostalgia y'all should check it out if you haven't already you can find us on instagram and facebook at at blast past uh, and just go check us out. If you like things from the 80s and 90s, and I know you do, if you if you like Seinfeld, uh, go listen to us. Yeah, and on the Blast From Our Past Patreon, you can hear a special episode, uh, a pop culture trivia episode, mm-hmm. where Adam and I uh, square off. And uh, John's the one that's that's uh, moderating it. Um, so it's, it's a fun True. time. So you guys should definitely check that out as well. And if you want to give us some love, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Those help more than more than any prognosis negative or positive possibly could (laughs) so thank you guys and thank you for all the reviews you've already left so we appreciate Mm -hmm. every single one of them and we will see you guys next week with the library prognosis negative prognosis positive (laughs) hey guys this is brent and this is eric and we are part of the Friday Five podcast. We want to let you know about some Halloween themed episodes that we're doing throughout the month of October. 
frightening the Friday Five Fright Fest. Hey guys, don't forget about the prizes. Hey, thanks, Ghoul. Yeah, thanks a lot, little guy. We have some really cool prize packs for each episode that we're going to do during this Fright Fest. That's right. We're going to pack them full of some 80s, 90s nostalgia, and I think it'll be a lot of fun. Join us on any of your favorite podcasting platforms, and we will see you there. 